The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. One of the things we do want to talk about uh, this afternoon as well. Um, is the federal budget and the fallout from it. We're hoping to speak with David Aiken, the chief political correspondent with Global News coming up momentarily. Uh, we can tell you that, of course, cabinet ministers are, are traveling around. They're fanning out across the country, across the country, talking about about uh, the federal budget and what they think about it. And, of course, you can believe that, um, you know, they're spinning it one way. Everybody else is spinning it another way. Uh, today, once again, Conservative leader Andrew Scheer, um, you know, sticking to his guns on this one, saying that the federal budget and the levels of spending are designed to simply distract from the scandals surrounding SNC-Lavalin and the Prime Minister. And like everything else we've seen from Justin Trudeau over the last six weeks, it's just another part of his government-wide cover-up of the SNC-Lavalin corruption scandal. Right, so there you go. There is uh, Conservative leader Andrew Scheer. So as I mentioned, we're going to get that clip ready there. Eh? Dustin, cabinet ministers are fanning out, selling the uh, federal budget. We're seeing them hitting the talking points on a number of, of things, including help for first-time home buyers and a plan to invest $1 billion over 10 years for rural broadband. Uh, Finance Minister Morneau kicked off his post-budget sales effort by defending his Liberal government strategy of investing in consumer confidence. First and foremost, though, we want to make sure that we make the investments that give people the optimism for the future. And that is our first priority. And the good news is that approach has clearly worked. We have a, a much better situation for Canadians with better job numbers, with uh, fewer people struggling to get by than we had three and a half years ago. We're going to keep investing in the future in that way. And that is Finance Minister Bill Morneau. Right now, we're joined by our chief political correspondent from Ottawa, the one and only David Aiken. Hey, David. <laughs> hey, how you guys doing? <laughs> well, it's just me today. Andrew's doing much better. He's in Vegas. Oh, I like it. Yeah, Vegas, yeah. where they create jobs. They yes. create jobs. In, we create jobs in Canada. I mean, this is the thing. <laughs> Morneau does have a story to tell that the unemployment mm-hmm. rate is at 5.8% nationally, mm-hmm. which is a generational low. A couple hundred thousand jobs created in the last year nationally, but that ain't going to impress anybody in Alberta, I know, because Who knows? Albertans are having a tough time right now. Yeah, without a without a doubt. So when you were looking at uh, that budget yesterday and everything, we'll, we'll talk about everything that went down with that yesterday as well. But when you're taking a, a peek at it and seeing who benefits, who do you think benefits the most? You know, to be honest, it's hard to say in the sense that there was... Yes, there was new spending. It's $22 billion over five or six years of new spending, which to you and me sounds like a lot of money. But when you're the federal government mm-hmm. and you're spending $350 billion a year, yeah. that's not a lot of money. And so and most of that money is spent after the election. So what they did yesterday was announce a bunch of spending programs. Students will forgive some interest on your student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, first-time homebuyers will have a, uh, quite frankly, very complicated program uh, that you might participate in to help you get a new home. Seniors, uh, you know, if you're a senior and you're working as a senior and we're clawing back your GIS, we won't claw back some more. Okay, that's not bad. Anyways, a lot of, a lot of stuff for a lot of different kind of groups. 
but there's no real boon. There's no real impact yeah. uh, sort of uh, number here. It was kind of like uh, grabbing a beer, shaking it up, cracking the top, and spraying it all over the place. A little bit for you, a little bit for you, a little yeah, bit yeah, for you. Yeah. But it yeah, is... It's the Seinfeld budget. It's <laughs> not really about anything. Yeah. <laughs> but it is an election document, isn't it? it? Is. Kind of outlying, uh, outlining what uh, their plan is and certainly what we're going to hear for the next six months. Yeah, so listen, here's one of the spending programs that's going to kick in. A new rebate if you buy a zero-emission vehicle. Again, mm-hmm. I know that'll be a popular one in Alberta, <laughs> buying a zero-emission vehicle. Um, but in any event, the whole point is all these programs, it, they're, they're spending programs that by and large, as they say, will kick in after the election. I mentioned zero-emission vehicles. Maybe one more important to everybody is a national pharmacare yeah. program. But the Liberals have this again. It's three, four, five years down the road before we might see some real action. And so, yes, this is definitely an election document saying to voters, listen, the deficits are peanuts. Come on, $15, $20 billion a year. It's, uh, you know, we're, we're still tracking down. They're not very big. Besides, Canada, don't you like these spending programs mm-hmm. we've announced? And if you do, you better reelect us because you've elected somebody else these spending programs could be at risk. That's absolutely what you're going to hear from the Liberals. Conservatives say that's nonsense. You can still balance the budget and have some appropriate spending programs. And, you know, New Democrats, uh, and I know there's a few in Edmonton, Mm -hmm. will will say that um, this government on the left, its pharmacare program is not sufficient. It hasn't done enough for housing affordability. And, hey, what about childcare? We've still been saying you need to build more childcare spaces. So, there's definitely some politics involved in the budget. And David Aiken joining us this afternoon from Ottawa as we take a look at that federal budget that was delivered yesterday. Just want to you know backtrack a second, David, to the pharmacare issue. Um, you know, when I was reading about uh, you know the the uh, the stories that were coming out beforehand about what we could look for, what we could expect, um, were you expecting more on the pharmacare front than than what was announced yesterday? Because it it wasn't a whole lot. I think I was, and I'll tell you why. Again, come back to politics, because the Liberals know that if they want to hold on to their majority government or government generally, they got to continue to eat the NDP lunch. And it was the NDP who first said, hey, let's have a national pharmacare program. And then the Liberals quickly started to co-opted that idea. And so I thought there would be more in there in order to, again, neutralize the mm-hmm. New Democrats. That said, we do have a campaign coming up, and even though this budget was kind of sparse on pharmacare, Perhaps this is something we'll see as we start to get into the uh, I promise to do this, I promise to do that phase, where Justin Trudeau will stand up and say, I promise to do more in pharmacare. The big problem, and I was talking to Matt Jenneru today, and mm. of course he's yep. uh, the MP for Edmonton Riverbend, and you know, he reminds everybody, and I think quite appropriately, in 2015, Justin Trudeau stood in front of a TV camera and said, I promise to balance the budget in 2019. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. We're nowhere near balanced budgets. We've got nothing but deficits as far as the eye can see. And if he lied to you in 2015, this is what the conservatives are going to say, how can we trust him then if he comes to us a few months from now and says, don't worry, i got national pharmacare. He promised electoral reform to all those progressive voters. Did they get that? Nah, it didn't work out for the Liberal Party, so they canceled it. So this is what happens when you're an incumbent prime minister. You're going to get examined saying, last time you showed up and you promised X, Y, Z, you failed to deliver any of those things. 
How can we trust you this time? Is, that, I think, is going to be a big problem. Is there any sort of a big win in this for the uh, the Trudeau Liberals? Is there anything in there that uh, that could help them? I, you know, you look at some of the announcements regarding uh, the farm dairy poultry and, uh, you know, in Ontario and Quebec, and I'm wondering if that might help in, in some of those area codes where uh, the polling has been quite down for him lately. Maybe. I guess a qualified maybe on that one. We'll have to see. And again, people, one of the things about this budget is it is a little short on the details of how some of these programs are going to work out. But two demographics that I think are important. First, millennial voters are going to be the single biggest group of voters come 2019. Bigger than boomers for the first time ever. Voters aged 19 to 37 will have essentially the whip hand if they choose to show up and vote. Younger Mm -hmm. voters generally don't show up to vote. But nonetheless, if they show up to vote. So... On this, you know, some of the issues around first-time home buyers, yes. some of the issues around forgiving student loans <laughs> might help the liberals. Then on the other end, for boomers, again, we go back to those seniors yeah. helping out with the GIS. Maybe that is something that is more sort of focused on winning a vote. I'm not sure it's a big enough sort of handout, if you will, and a big enough bribe of voters, if you will, <laughs> and to win a vote. <laughs> but the liberals are probably going to say it is. But this is a challenge for Andrew Scheer and the Conservatives and for Jagmeet Singh and the, and the uh, NDP. You know, they've got to figure out a way to say, listen, let's, let's take a look at this $350 billion we're spending and figure out a way to spend it in a different way that attracts more political support. Let's talk a little bit uh, about uh, what happened yesterday uh, with the tabling of the budget and then with uh, the finance minister trying eventually, well, the delays and the finance minister then trying to get up and, and speak, Sheer and the Conservatives get out and and uh, walk out. Um, as my dad would say, there's a difference between scratching your mm and tearing a hunk out. And some people on the text line this <laughs> afternoon yeah. um, are saying that that was tearing a hunk. But there's a lot of folks that are really still ticked off about this uh, SNC-Lavalin scandal. Right. So the point that conservatives wanted to make was, I'm sorry, it cannot be business as usual when you are blocking an important investigation Mm -hmm. into corruption, alleged corruption, Mm -hmm. or certainly inappropriate behavior by the highest officers in the country, the prime minister, the clerk, etc. And we know that yesterday, liberals who have the majority on the Justice Committee basically shut down an uh, investigation into SNC-Lavalin. Okay. Conservatives are annoyed. Now, here's the thing. It's a majority government. The liberals hold all the votes yeah. on deciding what the House is going to do, committee's going to do. There's, you know, at the end of the day, the conservatives, or the NDP for that matter, don't have a lot of cards to play except for stomping their feet and banging their desks and mm-hmm. creating a ruckus. And yes, absolutely, that's what they did today to try to draw attention to that issue. Me, personally, I've seen a lot of these sorts of things. The <laughs> slow vote routine, you yes. know, silly delaying motions. Once Morneau got up to speak, you know, once, once, once they, they did delay him a good 45 minutes to an hour, and that didn't have an effect. But once he got up to speak, maybe at that point you go, okay, we'll let him speak. And I think, I mean, the conservative leadership would have to have had to make a judgment call. Do we keep on going or have we made our point? And I think at some point there's, they start, you know, you start to lose people, particularly switcher voters or leaner voters. You start to lose people. So maybe not the but do, greatest day for the Conservatives, but not the greatest day for the Liberals yeah. either. I'm sorry, just back on this one again, though. But do you think that Shearer has to keep this up because, you know, he came out right afterwards calling for the resignation? He's got to keep doing this. I mean, he came out guns blazing, and he, he really mm-hmm. has nowhere to go when well, it comes that's to you know, enough, the demands. But, yeah, I, I agree with that. And here's the other thing. I mean, I don't think they want to talk about the budget that much because yeah. the, 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 
the, the only conservative response to continued deficits is this is bad. But yeah. if you talk to any economist, anybody who's sort of independent, they'll go, these deficits are actually kind of peanuts relative mm-hmm. to the size of our economy. We can't get too worked up about them. But I think the conservatives know they can get worked up about, you know, oh, Quebec companies cozy mm-hmm. with Quebec politicians trying to that. Yeah, that's the scab they want to keep picking at. I think there's something for them, and that's why they want to keep this on the agenda. Mm-hmm. And and I don't know if you heard today, but the day after the budget, the Liberals lost another caucus yeah, member. Exactly. Uh, with, yeah, with BMP, Selena Cesar Chavan, after chirping at the Prime Minister on Twitter, announces today she's out of the Liberal caucus. She mm-hmm. wasn't going to run in October, but she's in a riding. It was one of the you know the GTA ridings we yeah. hear a lot about. It's an important riding uh, that has been Conservative before. I know the Conservatives will be gunning for it, but now there's no incumbent there. So, you know, the day after the federal budget, we're talking about well, one of your female MPs, a, you know, a minority female yes. MP, has said, to hell with you, Trudeau, I'm out of your caucus. Mm-hmm. It, that's not the headline that they want at all. No, not at all. Uh, well, you know, it's obvious that, um, well, the federal election campaign is underway. It is on. It is and it's on. it's a game. This is the thing. Yep. It's a game. I mean, the liberals have squandered a big lead they had. Yep. It is, you know, the conservatives are in the hunt. They got a lot of work to do. They need to be smart, but absolutely, it's uh, you know, it's it's uh, things are up for grabs here. David Aiken, the chief political correspondent for Global News, thanks for joining us this afternoon. Always great to talk to you. And no problem at all. Cheers. The six thirty Chad afternoon news with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross weekdays at two on six thirty Chad.